Yo! <laughs> we back up in this bill. We back up in this bill. We back up in this bill. Okay, sorry. I'm a little excited. I'm a little excited. Um, hey everybody. 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 Hey. I guess I should introduce myself for those of you who don't know me. It's your girl, Jess Jemiah, Jam Lamb, Jam Bam, whatever y'all call me out in these streets. And for those of you who do know me, hey family, I missed y'all. I'm so freaking excited to be back on the mic. Like, so excited. So excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try not to fuck y'all up with these vocals too much because I know I can't give it all to you on one fair scoop like that, like that, like that. Um, but hey, I guess I should address the biggest elephant in the room. If you've already clicked on this podcast and you're listening to it, then you clearly see that this is no longer the monologue podcast. Oh my God. Oh my God. Seriously? Like what happens with the monologue? Just like, is that not even a thing anymore? So... I guess we might as well just jump right on into it. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all right now up front, this episode is going to be very just kind of like free-flowing, just updating on what's going on in the life and times of your girl. So this is just like a welcome back, just getting straight to the skinny, just let it happen. Future episodes, you know, I'm going to fuck y'all up with some segments and all that shit. But I just want to catch y'all up, get y'all up to speed on my life. But, um... Like, like I was saying, so, so I want to start off by saying a lot of you guys and shout out to everybody who's like consistently over the past year or so been asking me like, yo, when you going to bring the podcast back? Like when you dropping another episode, for those of you who don't know, I had a podcast called the monologue podcast that I started back in 2018. And I recorded that for about a year. The last episode I dropped for that was March 2019, which is crazy that it's been a year and some change since I've been on the mic. Like, that's wild to me. But yeah, it has. It's been that long. And honestly, y'all, I it was never like an intentional decision for me to stop recording the monologue. Truly what happened is like life. Um, Life start happening and... I got a little discouraged. Um, I lost focus a little bit. And really what it came down to is that like my expectations, I got way too caught up in like the outside world and what people were saying and thinking or not saying. And I got a little discouraged. Like originally when I first wanted to start podcasting, I wanted to start a podcast with my best friend. Like me and my best friend, Tiana, were were supposed to start a podcast together. And so I know that's something that I really wanted to do. So I started the monologue just to stay true to that. And I really enjoy the monologue. And I really enjoy podcasting, hence while I'm, while I'm back here. But at that time, I think I wasn't sold on like being a solo creator. And if any for all of you who know me personally, you know that I'm a people's person. I feed off of other people's energy and things like that. So it got kind of hard just like being a solo creator and I kind of didn't feel super supported by the people who were closest to me. And I had hella support from people who I kind of like didn't expect to get it from. But, you know, that shit hit different when you get that support from the people you want it from. 
and I wasn't getting that how I thought I would, and I allowed that to discourage me, just being honest and transparent with y'all, because that's how I do. Um, so I just stopped recording. I was like, man, ain't nobody listening to this shit, so it's whatever. Nobody will notice. Um, but shout out to those of you who stayed on me and just kept bringing it up. It's always I've always been trying to get back to it, and I'm just really in the space to get back to talking to y'all like this is my shit I love this um so I'm very excited to be back on the mic so like I said this is no longer the monologue podcast I rebranded um because that's what us creatives do we rebrand and so that's what I did so you are officially officially tuned in to good and ghetto good and motherfucking ghetto the podcast now Good and ghetto, what that means. Okay, first of all, for me, ghetto is not a derogatory term. Anybody who knows me knows that I proudly proclaim being ghetto as fuck, 79th Street crazy, like Chicago till I die. I'm ghetto, and I like it. It's it's a part of me, and I think it's a part of who makes me who I am. You know what I mean? For me, ghetto just means, like, it represents making the most out of some fucked up circumstances. Like, this shit... This shit is ghetto, but, like, here I am, right in the thick of this ghetto-ass shit. That's kind of what ghetto represents for me. And good and ghetto, and the reason why I kind of rebranded to this is that this past year or so, as I've gotten older and, like, you really start transitioning out of your early 20s and life actually starts to hit you. And I know for everybody who, like, in their 30s and shit, y'all swear y'all old is dirt, but let us mid 20s have our moment like it is different 22 is different than 25 um so as I, this past year or so I just feel like life hits me and and it was just like at times it's like this shit is hella good and then at other times like this shit is what the fuck am I eat? how did I get here how did I get here this is ghetto that's some ghetto ass shit right here. I got bills due. I got the money is low. I just got a, a speeding ticket for a camera that I didn't know was there. So now they trying to suspend a player license. You know what I'm saying? Tags expired. But then it's a pandemic. So all the motherfucking tag offices closed. Like, just everything. You know what I mean? Like, life started hitting you. And you just like, be like, this shit is ghetto. But the reason why I like that and I I tell you how I feel about the word ghetto and what it means for me is that life can be good, life can be ghetto, but it's never bad. And like, that's my stance. That's my stance on life right now. And and I feel like that's how I'm going to carry through everything that's going on. And I kind of adopted this pre-2020 bursted into flames, right? So now we're in 2020 and shit is trash and I'm like okay I'm already in this man's mindset where it's like okay shit is trash right now ghetto as fuck zero out of ten would not recommend but it's not bad I'm still alive and well you know what I mean I still got a roof over my head it's okay oh it's okay you know what I mean because we got to keep ourselves pushing we got to keep ourselves pushing and 
if you're new to my podcast and like how I view life and stuff, I definitely recommend go back, listen to some past episodes of the monologue podcast. You should still be able to find it under this podcast because I'm gonna be honest, I'm not very tech savvy and I know how to switch that shit. Like I was trying to create a whole new RSS feed and all that because this is a ghetto ass production and it's just me. So y'all gonna get what I got. Okay. It is what it is. So, luckily luckily for y'all, you still have full access to all of the Monologue Podcast episodes. They're definitely up on madetomakeit.com, um, but they should be right up under, like, this good ghetto page. Just kind of like an archive situation for all the OG listeners and for the newbies who want to go back and kind of get a feel for what kind of crazy-ass person I am. That's a good place to start. Um, this is good and ghetto the podcast, and I'm super excited to have y'all here. Okay, so cool. So let's get into what's going on with me, life updates, a little bit about me. Um, So for my new listeners, or for, honestly, for anybody, I just, I'm not about to be going back and forth between new and old, this is for everybody. Um, Most of y'all who follow me on social media, I'll say y'all already know, your girl finally, finally, finally got up out the midwest okay everybody know i'm chicago born and raised shy town till i die um but i spent the last eight years trapped in iowa (laughs) because that's where i went to school and that's where i got a job and rent was cheap so why not no no cap though i loved iowa it's a little piece of my heart um but it was time to go So I finally got up at the Midwest and I took my talents to the West Coast, baby. So your girl is officially a resident resident of Los Angeles, California. Um, I've always wanted to live in L.A. since I was a kid. Um, It's just always been my dream to get West and to live in L.A. next to a beach. But also, like, if I want to go hiking, I can go hiking. I just feel like for a major city... Los Angeles has everything that I want, the people, the hustle, the bustle, but also like spread out enough that I can get away. So that's why I want to be here. Um, And then also like, obviously I'm an artist, I'm a creative, I'm an actor, actress, whatever the fuck. Um, So this is the place to be for anything that I want to do with that. Um, But no cap, I still work my nine to five job. a fact everybody a frequent question that I get is like so you're in LA now what are you gonna do how did you do it how did you make this move like everybody wants this like super uh like special story y'all I got a job and I worked my job for the past couple years and saved up all my extra money and didn't touch it I had a portion of my paycheck every two weeks go to my savings account didn't touch it um I worked my ass off and did a good job at my job to put myself in a good position to get transferred and when it the time came for me to transition to a new role I said hey boss um you think I could do that new role in Los Angeles because that's where I want to live and that's literally just how it worked out so I transferred my job and now I'm in Los Angeles still going to fucking work every day for 10 hours a day. <laughs> so um, I did not pack up by my, my sack and just like hitchhike across the country with a hope and a dream. That's just not my life. I told myself as much as I want to create and be in movies and write television, 
I just don't know if the starving artist thing is for me. I'm not saying it's not, it doesn't have value. I just feel like I create better when I have a toilet to piss in and a roof over my head. That's just me. That's just how I operate. No shade to the artists who can live out of their car for six months and write the world's best novel and change the world in their backseat. I just don't think that's me. I just don't think that's me. You know what I mean? So I had to take the long way, um, you know what I mean, the scenic route. And I really grind like anybody, like y'all know, folks who know me know, like this is something I've been planning and talking about and speaking into existence for years, for years, years, years. Um, So super proud of myself for finally making it happen. Um, Moving to Los Angeles in the middle of a global health pandemic, what a time, what a time to be alive. Um, ain't, ain't shit shaking out here. So I wish I had more exciting things to tell you about my life and my adventures, but shit's really a dud, which I'm okay with because I'm really still trying to get my like work-life balance situation together, being in a new area. So I really just go to work and come home anyway. So that's fine. It's not a problem. Uh, what else with being in LA? One thing I can probably say that has been a transition for me being in LA. We'll just go down my like living in LA lifestyle list. Um, one thing that's been a transition for me, yo, is that I'm a city kid, right? So born and raised in a city, I'm used to that. But like I said, the past eight years I've lived in Iowa and it's very quiet there after a certain point, right? And for the past like three years, I lived like in residential Iowa. Like I didn't live on campus, party town or nothing like that. Um, Cause I lived in Iowa city where I went to college. I lived in like residential Iowa with where all the like seasoned folks and the people who don't want to hear no ruckus after 9 PM. And so I'm very used to like, when it's time for me to lay it down at night, I cut them lights out. I turn that TV off, whatever, and I'm knocked out. And you don't hear a peep, ain't no light, ain't no nothing. I literally have to turn on my, like, wave music just to give me a little background noise so I feel comfortable sleeping, right? Not the case here. Not the case for Los Angeles. It's so goddamn loud in Los Angeles, yo. And I live in the city. Like, I live in the heart of West Hollywood. And, yo... It's always some shit cracking. It's always some shit cracking. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing in the alley at 11.32 p.m.? We got to dig through the trash can right now? Like, that, that, we got to do that right now? Right outside my window? That's crazy to me. And on top of that, on top of that, every morning, and it literally feels like every morning is trash day. I kid you not, at least four out of seven days of the week, I get awakened by the goddamn trash man. And that's crazy to me because I'm like, how much trash are we producing as a community? Too much, apparently. And then all the trash, of course, I live in an apartment. So we got dumpsters and all the trash is in dumpsters in inside the parking structures so they gotta open the parking structure then they gotta dry the. i don't even know how they fucking do it because the truck don't fit under there so they gotta roll the dumpster to a point 
okay, roll the dumpster to a point where then the truck can put the forks in the, put the forks in the dumpster so it can lift it up and dump all the trash into the garbage truck. Everything falling, okay? And now my apartment complex got two dumpsters alone. And it's 17 apartment complexes in my alley. So this is a motherfucking hour-long event, a symphony of sound, four days out the goddamn week. And I'm just like, yo, like, we got to do this right now? We got to do this at 7.02? We can't handle this business between 11 and 3? Is all I'm saying. I know you see all these windows. Like, it's, I just feel like... I just feel like we can consult on a better time frame for us to handle this official city business. But, you know, I'm still new. I'm, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. I don't know. But I just felt like that's a lot for me. So I'm still adjusting to how loud it is because I'm used to my peace and my quiet. But it's cool because, like I said, I like to I can't necessarily sleep in dead silence. So usually I would play some kind of like sleep meditation playlist for me to go to sleep anyway. But now it's just the sounds of the city are different. I feel like I'm going to sleep to a mixtape every night opposed to like the sounds of the ocean. It's just a different vibe. It's just a different vibe. So there's that. Um, I'm definitely eating my way through the city. Though I will say I'm getting pretty tired of paying $20 for every meal. Like I'm damn near over that. I've been here for just about a month now and it's like, you can't go nowhere and not spend $20 on a meal. Like, yeah, can I just get, like, a ketchup packet, two straws, and some salt and pepper? And they're like, yeah, that'd be $19.97. And I'm like, for the condiments, Jay? I just wanted condiments. Like, I got my own food at the crib. I just wanted some condiments. They're like, yeah, that's twenty-two oh three. Okay. Like, so that's getting old. So motherfuckers definitely got to start cooking around here because uh can't continue to do that. What I can say about the food scene, before I even deep dive into that, I want to go on record. And this is on record. This is going to be on the internet forever. And I stand by this. Y'all can keep In-N-Out Burger. Y'all can keep it. Y'all can keep it. This shit is just not that good. I can't believe... It's all hype, yo. It's all hype. I've had it twice now since I've been here. That is the most underwhelming burger joint I've ever been to. First of all, don't disrespect me. I only have six things on the menu. I get it. You specialize in your burgers, but I need you to at least have a whack-ass chicken sandwich that don't nobody buy anyway. Like, don't disrespect me and only have two burgers and one size fry. That's your whole menu and then drinks. First of all, I just feel disrespected. That's just me. On top of that, the fries are trash, G. G, the fries are trash. You cannot call yourself a legitimate burger establishment if your fries are trash, you automatically get knocked down three notches on the burger joint meter. You're automatically down three notches just because the fries trash. And then the burger, like the burger is good, but you got, you damn near got to get the double-double because the patties are thin. Then they put a whole head of iceberg lettuce on there. I'm just cool. I'm really just cool on In-N-Out Burger. I could do without In-N-Out. 
I'm really cool. Okay. Um, also a part of this being a ghetto ass production, uh, I'm recording this at my apartment in my closet. And like I said, the city is loud. So if y'all hear some noises, like I try to like soundproof as much, but like this just me, this is not a, a rock nation title production okay i'm in a motherfucking closet with some pillows and some blankets so if you hear some noise just let just mind your business and let it go i don't know what to tell you but um yeah in and out i could do without so i gotta make my way around to some other burger joints uh because i just i'm not sold on that shit i've had it twice it was mediocre both times i'm good moving on outside of that man la got a lot of sushi a lot of taco joints a lot of pizza, and then a whole bunch of fusion joints, like Asian fusion, Mexican fusion, da 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 A lot of vegetarian and vegan places, which I really like because I've been kind of eating plant-based for the past year and a half or so. Like, my, I primarily practice a plant-based diet, so I like having so many vegetarian and vegan options, like full restaurants that are just vegetarian and vegan. So I like that. Um, but I don't know more to come on the food scene. I haven't really like had a ton of stuff, but maybe I'll do an episode in the future where I just like really talk about some restaurants that I'm really rocking with or that I didn't like more to come on that. But all in all, I've been eating good. It's a lot of very like unique one-off little spots. I'm still learning like where to hold in the walls and stuff. I like to get with the locals and know what they eating because you know you can't just always go off a yelp but your girl yelped and gave me a couple options that's been cool too so definitely been eating my way through the city but um niggas gonna be broke so i gotta chill on that what else man um i picked a very unfortunate time to become single uh because i don't like putting together furniture g like I know that's fucked up with me, but low-key, I wish I had a boyfriend still just to put together the furniture. Just to put together the furniture. Now, since y'all brought up furniture, thank you for bringing that up, my wonderful audience. Let me tell y'all about this motherfucking couch I bought, all right? So I bought this couch, all right? I bought this couch offline. Now, okay... Before all the know-it-alls, trying, I, I got it. I learned my lesson. Don't buy couches off the internet. I got it. I got it. I don't, I got it, okay? I have learned. I've lived and I've learned. But I bought this couch off, I'm going to just say overstock. Like, fuck it. I they ain't paying me. Um, but if y'all do one day, hey, disclaimer, overstock, we still cool. Like, no gang banging ass shit. Like, we cool, but this couch was trash. Um... So I bought this couch off of Overstock, man. It was cute. It was a small little couch, a small little couch with a chase, you know, still enough to fit in my small living room, but I could pop pop my leg out on a chase, so I liked that. I liked that, so I bought that, okay? Now, what got me was it was a little expensive, right? So I don't know no better. I'm comparing it to the other couches that's similar, but they cheaper, and I'm like, nah, this one more expensive, so it must be better, because it's more expensive because it's other couches that look just like this but they cheaper because they that's that po folk shit and i'm trying to get the rich shit so i'm gonna buy the more expensive one right so i buy the couch 
And I'm like, cool. I read the reviews. It had a bunch of reviews, a bunch of stars. Like, I did my research. It took me, like, I had been going back and forth on couches, bouncing around at furniture stores here in L.A. Like, I wasn't really finding stuff in my price range that I that looked how I wanted to look, whatever. So this was the perfect look. It fit my space perfectly, the dimensions, everything. I'm like, okay, cool. And I could just deliver it to me. I could put it together. Cool. Not cool. <laughs> Not fucking cool. So the couch gets delivered to me in two boxes. And so I'm already like, something about this feels illegal. That's just how I felt in the moment. I just feel like couches shouldn't come in boxes. I don't know. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel, it felt like a couch that got smuggled to me. I don't know. It didn't feel good that my couch came to me in two boxes, right? And so I'm like, okay, I'm in for the ride now. So I unbox my couch, right? And I'm like, all right, bet, let's do it. I start putting the couch together. I want y'all to know that putting a couch together is not a one-man job. And I really lost my fucking mind trying to put a couch together by myself, especially a DIY box couch, what I have learned is that my next couch, which I bought another one at this point, it got to come to me just already put together with saran wrap. Like, that's what I thought happens when couches, okay? I'm not a couch assembler. I feel like that's a profession. I feel like that's a technical skill. Somebody got a certificate specifically for couch assembly, and I know I don't. I don't have that certificate. So the fact that they sent me a couch in two boxes and really thought that I could put it together with instructions that just got fucking pictures and letters now I'm pissed okay so I'm trying to put my couch together man this is this is definitely a three-man job because the way that the couch gets connected is that there's these uh motherfucking uh what you call it uh hinges right you gotta slide one hinge into another and connect it and that's how to so first of all I don't trust any piece of furniture that truly I gotta put together it's already skeptical skeptical but a couch that is just connected through hinges and my muscle power, I don't really want to sit on that couch. But I already bought it, and I'm invested. But the whole time that I'm struggling and dislocating my motherfucking shoulders, trying to get these hinges connected because they got to come from the right angle to even slide in, the whole time I'm doing this, I'm like, I don't even want to sit on this because I know I'm fucking something up. I know I am. But at this point, I'm committed because I'm like, I ain't no punk bitch. So I put the couch together, right? Like an hour and a half later, I'm sweating. I'm mad as hell. The couch is completely together, right? It came in seven different fucking pieces. Cool. Yeah, I get the couch together finally. And I stand up. I shit you not. This couch does not come to my knee. This couch belongs in my niece. Amaya's Barbie fucking dream house. This couch is not meant for grown adults. This couch is meant for people between the ages of 7 and 12. Teenage and above do not belong on this couch. I sit on the couch with my back all the way to the back of the couch and half of my thigh, mid thigh to knee, ain't got no cushion. Just hovering over the air. That's how shallow the cushions were. Okay? My knees, my legs making a fucking goddamn 45 degree angle 
but how low to the ground the couch is. This is not how the couch looked in the picture. I refuse to believe that I looked at a couch and read reviews about this couch that said, hey, this is a mini fucking couch, but if that's what you with, cool, get this. That's not, that's just not the experience I remember having, but I was so mad at the time, I couldn't even recall, yo. I was so mad. I'm still mad. The couch is still in my living room, but I was so mad because I just, the sweat equity that just went into putting this fucking couch together, G, only to find that it's a whole fucking treehouse couch. So I immediately call the customer service number and turn on my Karen voice like, hello. Um, yeah, I recently bought one of your products and honestly, the quality was just so below the standard of which I'm comfortable to even entertain. And I received the box and the box was beaten and battered from, from, from onset. And so I opened it, I assembled it by myself, even though the directions were not clear at all. I really struggled to follow and I put the couch together and the quality was just poor. And I just really feel like this piece of furniture is an investment and, I just don't feel comfortable keeping it in my space because I, I honestly think it's a safety hazard. Like, I don't even feel comfortable sitting on it personally. So I really just need a refund and I need someone to come pick this up because I have to move forward and go with a different direction. So so I did that, like, got that going. They're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry for this experience. Like, hell yeah, Jada, y'all petty as hell for selling this little baby ass couch. I should have known when I saw the size of the box. Shouldn't no couch come in no box like that. I was taller than the box, and I should have known right there that was a problem because I was bigger than the box. All right? Let me just tell y'all something right now. If you ever get a couch in a box and you're bigger than the box, just put send that shit back. Don't even, don't even break the seal. So they come to pick that up. I had to buy a new couch. I went to a regular-ass furniture store. I was just mad as hell. I was like, give me that one. I don't care how much it costs. Just give me that one. I need a real human, grown man-ass couch. Give me that one. I sit on it. I like it. Give it and send it, and I'm going to pay the extra $100. I want want your team to bring this couch into my home ready to go, and I want to sit on it. I'm not touching anything on it. I'm done. I'm not about to play these games, okay? I'm done assembling shit. I already put my whole bed together, and I just hope that I make it through on this motherfucker, because skeptical. I ain't gonna lie. But I'm not putting anything else together. I got a whole ass dresser sitting in my doorway right now that I bought a week and a half ago. I'm not putting it together. I'm not doing it. I'm tired. I will literally get a boyfriend right now and dump him in a month just to put all my furniture together because I'm not doing it. I bought it. I'm the purchaser. I shouldn't have to be the assembler. I should get a discount. If I have to assemble the furniture that I bought from you, I should get a discount. Y'all should pay me. That's how I feel. I should be paid to do this work. I bought this. I'm not, that's just, so I got a lot of shit that ain't put together in my house and it ain't fully furnished yet because I got to, I ain't, I'm not rich, so I really can't afford all the stuff that just come together all customized and shit. So I'm just being patient, and hopefully God send me a sign or a little temporary little boo thing who's willing to do something strange for some change and put my shit together. But that's where I'm at with that. Um, shit, y'all, other than that, I'm really just chilling and working and enjoying the vibes, the vibes of L.A. Um... I really like it out here. I think I'm going to enjoy building my life out here on the West Coast. 
I don't see myself moving anywhere else anytime soon because moving is trash and I'm not trying to do that shit again anytime soon, y'all. I literally packed up my car and drove across the country with my best friend, which was dope. Like, we drove across the country, spent four days, stopped in a couple cities, stopped in Denver, stopped in the Grand Canyon, stopped in Utah, stopped in Vegas. Like, we kicked it. Like, that part was fun, but packing up? packing was trash and I had to pack I gave away so much shit like the amount of clothes that I literally just gave away first of all the amount of clothes that I owned sickening sickening to see how much shit I just accumulated over the years I kid you not I will never let myself get to that point I am telling myself that right now like even just going shopping now I have like a level of anxiety because I'm like okay do you have room for this like do you really need this Because you will not let your closet get to the point of what it was before. That was not, that shit was trash. Like, I just, yeah, I won't do that anymore. But I packed everything up in my car, drove across the country, and now I'm just kind of like building from scratch, which is awesome. I feel like this is the epitome of what starting fresh in a new place feels like. You kind of let go of all the things from your past and like material things, they hold they hold energy, they hold feelings, they, you know what I mean? They're connected to certain things. So it's certain shit you just got to let go or certain shit you just got to pack up and send to your granny house. Like you don't need to be, see it and have it, have access to it on a day to day. So that's what I did. And I really just came here with the necessities and I feel really good about that. Like I'm, I feel good about where I'm at and starting fresh and starting new. And really my biggest thing right now is just loving myself um and loving those around me like honestly if I leave y'all with anything on this episode because I'm gonna try and keep the episodes relatively brief but um if I leave y'all with anything it's just I'm just all about love right now the world is so dark and nasty and heavy right now and usually and all the time it's just always just massive amounts of bullshit going on that the only saving grace I've had is just loving on people and freeing myself to give and receive love and I feel like sometimes we limit ourselves on how much love we can give you're like man I can't I can't love him and love her I can't I can't do too much like do what feels right like you have as much love in your heart as you're willing to give like there's no limit to that and let love in let people love you you can love with boundaries, you know what I mean? I ain't saying you just got to let anything go, but like allow yourself to feel and just be present in the moment. Don't overthink what's going to happen next. Don't don't sit and, and ponder uh, on what happened in the past. Just be present in the moment. And, you know, take shit one day at a time. So that's really it for this episode, y'all. I just wanted to get back on the mic. I just wanted to say hi, hi, hi. Um, kind of introduce myself to any new listeners, reconnect myself to my OG monologue listeners. Um, obviously, you, if you can't tell in my voice, I'm hella smiling right now because I'm super excited to just be back in my motherfucking podcasting bag, bitch. Okay? Y'all might get some ratness coming out of me because I've really been in my flow Millie bag. I don't know where she came from, but one day I just popped the fucking album on and flow Millie shit. Hell is how I be feeling sometimes, like at 7 a.m. And that's not even me, but that's me right now. Um, oh, God, I forgot. I forgot something. I have, okay, I promise y'all after this, I'm gonna wrap this shit up, wrap this shit up. 
I know that I'm like almost officially a Californian or a West Coaster because y'all, I experienced my first earthquake yesterday at this point. I experienced my first earthquake and it was crazy. Like I was asleep and it woke me up out of my sleep. I'm going to tell y'all this real quick, then I'm going to go, I'm going to go. <laughs> this shit is ghetto. Okay. But I was asleep. It was like 4.30 in the morning. I was knocked out and I was woken up out of my sleep to something moving, like the bed. And I'm like, I thought I was dreaming. Like, you know, when you wake up out of a dream, like somebody was shaking your dream or like you that dream where you're like falling off a building or something. So I thought it was that, but it, it felt too, it felt too real. And I knew I wasn't dreaming because I couldn't remember a dream at that point. And I'm like, yo, did the, did the motherfucking room just move? And so naturally I'm like, okay, bitch, was that an earthquake? So the first thing I do was I go to Twitter. And what I found is that that's what people in L.A. do because everybody just be feeling like they tripping. Like, hold on, am I tripping? Or is that an earthquake? So then I go to Twitter and lo and behold, everybody who I follow who lives in L.A., which is a lot of people because I follow a lot of like writers and actors and influencers and stuff who live in L.A. And it was like motherfucking earthquake. Everybody was talking about this earthquake. Oh, shit, it was an earthquake. Hold on, earthquake. And I was like... Oh shit, hold on. I just had my first earthquake. I just had my first earthquake. Okay, like I'm in. I'm totes in. Um but it didn't feel like so it wasn't like an exaggerated I think honestly what I felt was an aftershock of like the actual earthquake that happened a little ways away. But it was very quick. It felt like turbulence on an airplane and it was just like And it didn't even really have sound, like nothing fell in my apartment, nothing fell over, even though I don't have anything on a wall or anything because of what I just told you about the state. It looks like a construction zone in my apartment anyway, but like nothing like rumbled really. I just felt the bed move and I'm like, hold on now, shouldn't shit, shouldn't shit in here be moving now? Now I know that I know shouldn't nothing in this motherfucker be moving. And I'm like, oh, the room is moving. That's the earth. Okay, got it. The earth is moving. Okay, got it. Um, So that was crazy. Like, that was crazy. I'm like, that shit really just happens. And then people just, like, go back to sleep. So I was up, though. Like, I couldn't go back to sleep. And I think, like, a couple hours later, like, that happened at 4.30. And I want to say around, like, 7, another aftershock happened after I had kind of, like, dozed off a little bit. And it happened again. And I was like, all right, well, all right, you're just up now. Like, I'm not just about to keep trying to go to sleep and be waking up by the earth deciding to Harlem shake a little bit. I'm just going to be up. So that was crazy. I can't believe that I forgot to add that into my um, happenings. Well, shit. Okay. Well, that's what's going on with me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Good and Ghetto. I'm so excited to be back on the microphone, just talking shit with y'all. Stay up to date with me and everything that's going on with me, with Made to Make It, with the podcast. Um, Just follow me on social media at Just Jemiah. I'll put all my social media handles in the description box, but it's literally at Just Jemiah, J-U-S-T-J-A-M-A-Y-A on both Twitter and Instagram. Don't add me on Facebook. I only go on there and talk to my mom and my grandma. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram is really where you find me. And you should be able to listen to this podcast wherever you find your podcast. That's it, y'all. Thanks for chatting with me, and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye-bye.